Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Merriman, in the host chair. To my right, the lovely, one and only, back for another Mail-In Podcast, Sally DeFreeze. Hi. Good morning, Sally. How are you? I'm great. Looking fabulous, a little dehydrated. I, think I was told I need to drink more water today uh, at the doctor. They'll 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 do that. I need to drink more water too. I think that's just kind of a. Well, they also they make you give a, a sample every time mm-hmm. when you go for your OB appointment. They're mm-hmm. like, "This color is not good." <laughs> I was like, I, "It was the first thing in the morning. I hadn't even had anything to drink yet." Like, yeah, it's tough. Have you ever seen the the Texas uh, Texas Longhorn P chart? The P chart. Yeah. I was you were not bad, a good teammate. bad teammate. Yeah, it's tough. This morning, That's I'm being tough. a bad teammate to myself and to the child mm. within me. So, I'm gonna try to drink more water. We're today. drinking more water on the Malin podcast. Uh, it's hard to do that here because our water, our tap water, is so bad, and our fridge filter is broken. Our fridge, our, our fridge like water mechanism is broken. Yeah. So once once I run through that first big water bottle, which I've been doing, the refill options are limited. I was going to say, we're not really living a sustainability journey in the office. No, we we we're ha- we have to rely on plastic water bottles now. Am I going to appoint myself as your sustainability officer and, like, figure out a way for y'all to start having tap water? I, well, th- we, we have tap water. It's just so gross. What about a Brita? Do you think that would fix it? No, because nobody would re- – it would be, like, a, a refill nightmare. You know, like the joke is, oh, so-and-so doesn't refill the Brita. I don't think anybody here would refill the Brita consistently. And no one ever changes the Brita filter. Nobody ever changes the filter. It's, I don't know. We could, in theory, we could. I think the water would still taste bad. It's that, it, it tastes, hor- you, you can wash your hands with it. And it smells like pipes like, and it's minerally. It's just ugh. pipes. Yeah. And it wasn't, it used to be fine. And then some t- at some point this year, it was actually, we had like a boil water notice. And since then? And since that one, it's been gross. So Yucky. So I don't know. I, we just need to drink more water. I need to get more sleep too. I've been, I've been going to sleep early, but I, keep, I wake up, Sally. This is just my, my venting sesh. I'm waking up at like 5.15. Unable to fall asleep. Brad, I, I, I mean, I know you have no sympathy for me, but. I literally got up eight times to pee last night. Eight. Oh my God. That's so many times. That's so many times. Yeah. That's so many times. And do you know how annoying it is to throw your large body off the bed mm-hmm. and then and then have to put yourself back into bed, but your dog moved into your spot. Oh, so yeah. you gotta move her. She's all curled up in your pregnancy pillow. <laughs> Brett. Do you know how annoying that is? I know. I, know. I don't as soon want to as hear I, it. As soon as you. I said it, as soon as I said but it, I saw honestly, your face. you should just start taking Unisom because that's what I take every night. Oh yeah. And Will has been taking it with me. You sleep like a rock. Really? Yeah. I. You know what? I might need just. I might do one to like reset the system. Yeah. Like to like a nine, like a nine to nine kind of. Yeah. Get that twelve hour in. But uh, can't yeah, speak highly enough about Unisom. Unisom's sleep tabs, right? Yeah. Non, non-habit for me. Don't get the Benadryl ones. Ooh, okay. Because sometimes if you go and you're not paying attention, you get the diphenhydramine ones instead of the whatever the other. And that's I think the ben- it's doxyolamine. The, the Benny is one. The, is the Unisom what you want. Good to know. Yeah. I do well, take a Benadryl every now and then just to calm But down. it doesn't, the 
Is it doxiolamine? I'm mispronouncing that or saying the wrong drug. But anyway, Unisom, no hangover, no like. No groggy? No grogginess. Oh, good to know. Good to know. We are the Mail-In Podcast. We need tips on sleep and, uh, and water yeah. intake. Please tell a friend about the show. Send some clips. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link of the Twitter bio at Malin Podcast, or just in the description of this episode. Uh, hit up the store, washmedia.shop. We still have some stuff on there. Hit up the YouTube to see our lovely faces, youtube.com slash podcast. Sally, are you ready to get into this? Yeah. Um, we have some long-winded questions today. There's one question that is so Which, outrageous. I know that It's not even a question. It's a context, story. But like... We're going to, I'm going to read quickly okay. is what we're going to do Okay. with like no tone. So you, if you, if you need to rewind and like re-listen to what I just read, sorry. Yeah. We're going to get, we're, we're going to be, we're going to fly through this. Here we go. Hey guys, my fiance and I just got engaged and we're shopping venues. We just took a look at a country club as a location. Neither of us grew up in that environment, come from much money or have ever even golfed. We do well now and we'll save five to eight grand on the wedding Basically, the venue is free as members of said country club, and that savings is after membership. Uh, we're mid-30s, and while I uh, have some help from some parents, we're footing a lot of the bill. And that's fine. No problem with that. We're toying with joining for the pool, the friends, the proximity, uh, and because it's very close to us and it's a modest membership. A lot, of, a lot of words there. Uh, is it too late to try golf? We're both basically starting from scratch and both have friends that we'd be able to start playing with. Would we both be Dylan-level golfers, not trying to get much better, but not caring, major shouts, Dorn, and it could be uh, could be fun. Even if we just have a few Sally beer a whole days, I'm leaning on joining, even if to make some friends. Am I crazy? So they, they haven't joined the country club yet. No, they're thinking about it because it, to... it would help with the wedding expenses. Right. I think you'd go for it. Why not? Yeah. I am a noted... Country clubs are stupid person. Ooh, really? Uh, because of Austin. Mm, okay. okay? Yeah. Austin does not have good, affordable. It's not the country club we grew up with. No, okay. It's not the three grand initiation right. with a hundred grand a hundred dollars of fees. It's Any like how's a hundred club grand that we're so? near is still you're not riding your bike down the street. Okay. No. You're it's like a full blown 20 minute drive mm -hmm. at the very least i say all that and then i have friends who like live in places like our friends who used to live in fort collins are Foco. now in traverse city who were members of country are members of country clubs in fort collins now in traverse city mm -hmm. because they can literally like walk there or drive mm. their golf cart there and our friend plays golf multiple times a week like they use the pool they use the amenities if you are in that – and so that has changed my mind. If you are in a situation where you can use all the amenities multiple times a week, I think that's – or even once a week, that's worth it, depending on what the buy-in is because sure. Austin has some insane country club initiation fees. Uh, like six figures like six across figures, the board. Like six figures, which I think is yeah. just an absurd – Absurd. I mean, if you can foot that – yeah. But more right. power to you. Well done. But I, I won't be doing that. Mm -hmm. But I do think if you have like a neighborhood country club 
like a pool is really nice. Even just like going and grabbing some drinks or like a burger from, you know, the clubhouse. And then if golf is not like astronomically expensive, that's the other issue in Austin. Some of the country clubs you like only are a social member and to be a golf member is like a huge wait list and an astronomical expense. But if this is like, eh, we're just like paying what we would normally pay to like go out on the weekends, mm -hmm. but now we're just redirecting it to something that's close to our house. And now we have a pool, tennis courts, golf club. Great. Do that. I think if you're in a position where you can afford that, that's, a, and it's close to you and convenient, do it. A hundred percent. There's really no downside to me, but yeah. I... Being in a city like Austin, it's like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. now we've got, when you're in a huge city, it's not as like convenient as when you're in like a smaller city or town where it's like right in your vicinity. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's, if you can use the amenities, like the pool and the social and the restaurant, the gym, the gym you, know? you know, and, and it's, a um, they set a modest membership uh, that uh, they can fit in their income level and you save, uh, you know, eight grand on the wedding. Yeah, Are you absolutely. members of a country club growing up? Not not a country club, but a, a golf club. Okay. So it was ju just a golf course. So, it, but it had like a restaurant. It had the yeah. You could golf whenever. Uh, it had. I guess it had a pool, but it, we never really used it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and it was just it. It was nice because for for I'll address the golf side of this. Being like twelve years old and walking up and getting a tee time basically whenever you wanted. Yeah was awesome and it improved my golf game it improved my right. friendships um i never worked there but i had buddies that did work there like they grew up being members uh -huh. and then that then they were caddies or or cart kids like cart return guys yeah and it was a great it was a great time and uh, like i would want to at some point someday rejoin a club we shout to berry creek country club where we were members uh my parents i don't even if they paid for the golf membership, we never used it, but mm -hmm. we used all the other amenities. Yeah. Uh, we were number five. That was our literal number, which mm -hmm. was so tight because my parents were like the fifth people to join. The, the founding members. And they never believed us when we would go up and say our number. Really? Because it's like, wait, what number are you? It's like, oh, like 3814. Yeah. And we'd be like five. five. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the two reasons I loved that country club. Number one, the Paradise Island smoothies that they would make that were like ten dollars. Mm. Okay, that my mom would get so pissed that we would like yeah. order a million. We would go to the pool and like all get smoothies, Ooh, which man. you know that the people who were making them hated it. Oh yeah, so like, you get those with a floater. Oh my god, like get them with a floater nowadays. So annoying. Yeah, and <laughs> and then we would like put them all in my parents' account, but also they had like Tuesday night was like pasta bar night mm. it was lit Ooh, you like went and chose fantastic. your pasta and then you like put all the toppings on yeah 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 so that's i was really only there for the food we played a lot of like tennis um and go. it was close to our house like we yeah. could that was the other thing that was so tight growing up we had like a golf cart mm -hmm. and this is before they really cracked down i'm like you needed a driver's license to drive a golf cart which uh, makes yeah, yeah. sense as so long like, as you were like 14 and so you've been we were around like for a while ripping around yeah. 13 14 and then people started oh, yeah. getting tickets or like their parents did wow. so we had to stop <laughs> but that was like you that was peak cool the summer that Absolutely. i was like 13 and like mm -hmm. driving the golf cart around you were you were you were a boss house bitch in that thing you're like let's fucking ride but like even now i'm like how tight would it be 
I don't even where we live. There's nowhere I could drive a golf cart to. I would like get absolutely no. just hit by a car. Drive it down to the, the marina. I guess. Yeah, like I want to live in a neighborhood where I can just rip around in a golf cart. Oh, a hundred percent. I want to like that with sidewalks and lit. golf carts. I don't want to yeah, drive my nice. actual car. I want to drive a golf cart everywhere. Yeah, I I love that. Just just down to the club, come back, golf cart it. Perfect. Let me address the golf part of this. Is it too late to try golf? No, it's never too late to try no. golf, but lo- like set your expectations low. If you're not if Just you're not make athletic, sure that the people you're playing with are also chill with you sucking. Correct. If you're going to suck this is number one rule of golf. If you suck, suck fast. Yeah. Like you don't you don't know the etiquette, know the rules of golf. You're not taking five shots just to get the you know pick and pick don't the ball go out up. on a Saturday when everyone else is trying to golf uh, yeah. and you're you're doing twelve strokes a hole exactly That's if you're playing annoying. golf at a country club chances are you're playing with people that are are, are relatively decent at golf at the yeah. very least you don't want to hold up a, a day's worth of Saturday tea times especially no. if you're a member because then you get a, a rap as a shitty golfer people will hate you and people will hate you just yeah. know when you need to pick up your ball and move on exactly suck fast. Um, Get don't don't go out and buy thousand dollar clubs. Don't get seven hundred dollar lessons. Like learn it. Get get to the point where you're comfortable swinging, can hit the ball. Then maybe get a lesson or or work with the pro at the at the country club. But it, it's I've played golf for twenty five years and I'm not good. So like it's it's not easy. Can I just say also don't do a beer hole. It's a bad idea. Yeah, are you looking forward to doing beer hole when you have a child again? <laughs> No, I won't ever do that again. I mean, it's like a fun one-time thing, but I want to see a TikTok of you doing just like hole one, hole two. Well, I have the whole Snapchat story saved. Oh, do you really? We could put it up on our socials, but like, I don't really want that out on the internet again. That's fair. You know, someone probably has it somewhere. You know what you could use though, if you were going to do a beer hole. (sighs) I think I know where you're going with this. How about Zbiotics? Our friends over at Zbiotics are the best. And let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. At 27 was the, yep, you hit 27 and it's like, oh, yeah, hangovers are now, uh, I don't know, from six to like 18 hours. Mine was 25. 25. Well, girls mature faster. Oh, that's true. You know. Mentally. Yeah. yeah the whole thing. I've skipped workouts. I've skipped things just because I'm, I'm just I'm laid in bed all day. Yeah, absolutely. Well- that's where Zbiotics can help. Zbiotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic that is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works, Sally. You know this as you're a medical professional. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It is this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly thereafter, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Uh, I've mentioned a couple different times I've tried Zbiotics, where one was at Barbecue Austin, or Rodeo Austin. Now I've done them or done it for lake days. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Where I'll, I'll throw one down uh, before I get out on the lake all day and I'm responsibly uh, consuming beverages. Mm-hmm. Get home, hydrate, 
get a good night's sleep next day. I might have a little sunburn, but I don't feel like shit. Good. Thanks to Zbiotics. So here's the deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash mail to get 15% off your order when you use code mail at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using our code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash mail and use code mail at checkout for 15% off. Thank you. Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode. We are also today, Sally, brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Tell me about your experience with uh, with plants. Usually, I kill them. Yeah. Uh, most yeah. of the time, I kill them. That's why you need our friends at Fast Growing Trees. They make it so easy to be a plant mom or dad because they have this, the, the tools they have to make it so you like it's foolproof. I mean, you still have to water it and take care of. Your, your plant children, but they can give you the tools to, uh, to make sure that it's, I don't know, not going to, not going to die immediately. Fastgrowingtrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy to grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. How about that little rhyme? Happy plants, happy home, right, Sally? But sometimes it's hard to know which plants will do best. No problem. Because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you get customized recommendations based on your specific needs. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. Rocking with a lime shrub, uh, because I know that Austin is growing zone eight. I can dial in how much sun my patio gets and my, my home gets by two hour increments. It's like you can literally set it, exact personalized recommendations or personalized like, here's what my home does. Here's what I'm looking for. And they'll spit out a list of plants for you. Yeah, it's I need fantastic. that help. My you life. do. They also make it easy, uh, like if you have a, a pet, for example, it says, hey, don't get this one if you have a dog. Or hey, this one's pet friendly. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know this was poisonous. My Fast dog likes tree- to chew on leaves. Yeah. yeah Fast growing trees good. makes it easy. So here's the deal. Join over 1.5 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to FastGrowingTrees.com slash mail in now to get 15% off your order. Get 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com slash mail in. Sally, we got a doozy here. I'm going to read it. Go for it. I haven't even fully read this question yet. So, do you want all... me to read it so no. you can so you can digest this? This is crazy. Okay, just go for it. Hey guys, oh boy, I'm 32 and I've been in a long distance relationship for a coworker for about a year and a half. Due to being coworkers, we kept it under the radar. She was previously engaged, and I am divorced, and we trauma bonded over that. In discussing that, she shared how after ending the engagement, her ex made some very serious threats to her. She left the company in December, so in February, we told our mutual boss we'd been dating. I hoped to meet her family on that trip as well, but she said uh, she doubted my sincerity, and it never happened. She's not met my parents, but they were aware of her existence, and I hoped would meet her at a wedding this summer. When this wedding happened, she couldn't make it, 
because she had to go to a graduation party for her ex-fiance's sister. That's red flag number one. But they were friends, so I let it slide. We spent the following week together in her city, and she planned to go to a bachelorette party Saturday and Sunday. While there, she told me that she was going to go to the Friday going to go to the Friday evening of the bachelorette party as well. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, she also told me she was feeling overwhelmed about not healing from the engagement and needed to take a break from seeing me. I said I understood and reluctantly flew home early. She proceeded to text me the entire weekend of this bachelorette party, telling me how I was her person and she just needed some space to get her head straight. We ultimately decided to take a few weeks off talking to attempt to give her some space to think. During this period of no contact, it came to my attention that the bachelorette party was for none other than her. She had rekindled with the ex at some point, but they were just, quote, working on it. With a date of August 5th, for a potential courthouse wedding. I was shocked and furious, but as a divorced person, understood being attached to someone you shared a long history with. I tried to push my feelings aside and take on the role of mentor and attempt to help her through her confusion. We talked daily, and she always said they were working on it. I asked that if she felt like she was past working on it and was concrete in marrying him, to let me know so I could step back while also acknowledging that I was going to continue to pursue her because we had something special. Yes. I am truly a moron. Up until four days before the wedding, she told me not to stop in that pursuit because she was genuinely confused, which I believed based on the text during the bachelorette party as well as the past month. We talked two nights before the wedding, and she told me she wasn't going to marry him, but wanted me to step back so she could work on it with him. August 5th, the day of the potential wedding rolls around, she texts me a long message about how she's still conflicted but makes no mention of getting married. August 6th rolls around, and she texts me that she was going to stick to her choice of working on it with him, but again, made no mention of getting married. Spoiler alert, she got married on the 5th, and it was not a tiny courthouse wedding. Family flew in from around the country. She had a fancy white dress, and it was a whole thing. I sent one more text congratulating her and asking if she would call me so I could try to have closure and understand what was real and what was not during our time together. I don't think I'll get a response. This stings more than getting divorced because at least the divorced made sense. Any ideas on how to move on from a situation where you're questioning every aspect of your connection to someone? Whoa. Okay. Um, Okay. Whoa. First of all. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. People suck. Okay. Um, You being duped by this girl and essentially her cheating on her fiance slash husband with you, it sounds Mm -hmm. like, because I'm kind of questioning whether or not she was ever actually like broke off the engagement to this guy. Doesn't sound like it. Uh, It sounds like she was just cheating on him with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's there. Okay. That's nothing that is your fault. Yeah. Uh, she's a bad person mm-hmm. who is also not like in a monogamous relationship or loyal. Like there's, there's a lot of red flags. He chose to ignore most of them. 
Um, yeah. I think now that she's married, that's the only closure you need. Right. For me, it's, she's getting off on the like ego. Uh, two people want me like I'm conflicted, blah, blah. Maybe she is, but that's not your, that's not this guy's responsibility to coach her through that. That only makes things like more convoluted. Mm -hmm. Know your self-worth and know that getting involved with somebody like this is never worth it ever, ever. Because even if she left her fiance and or left her husband or whatever it is she's shown for the past, however long they've been together, like a year and a half or mm -hmm. whatever that she can't be trusted. Um, I, I, the biggest thing about when people are in situations like this, and I'm talking about when you are maybe the person that somebody is cheating on their significant other with, or maybe you're the person who is like in a quote unrequited love situation where you are in love with someone and they kind of string you along. Everyone always says like, I just need the closure. Mm -hmm. That's not true. You had the closure when you realized that person was never going to be with you. Right. The, the closure you want is like the ego boost of them telling you like, whatever you want to hear. But mm -hmm. even if she came out and was completely honest with this guy and was like, I strung you along for a year and a half, was cheating on my fiance the whole time, got married. Sorry. Yeah, is, is that, the, is is that, that what you want to hear? Is that what you want to hear? No. No. And even if she tells you that, then you're going to be furious and be like, well, what does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. All of that meant that she has issues. Mm -hmm. It's her problem. It's not your problem. Your problem is the fact that you're hanging on to something that's not there. And everyone has been in a relationship, not everyone, but a lot of people have been in relationships like this where maybe you were ghosted, maybe you hung on to it way longer than it was worth, where you had in your head, like, we have all these feelings for each other, we had this great time together, blah, 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 but you completely, completely wipe out all the other bullshit that you've been through. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that she ghosted you at a wedding, that she was supposed to meet your parents, like the fact she was probably had a fiance the whole time was cheating on both of you. Like the fact that like she clearly has baggage, other issues. The fact that you were in town before her bachelorette party and didn't know it was her bachelorette party. All of it's those things crazy negate any good feeling you have with this person to begin with. Yeah. I don't care if she makes you feel like you're like invincible or you'll have great sex or you feel the most loved you ever have because all of that is a lie. The second that you realize she's been lying to you, right? We, we do these things to ourselves where we put something on a pedestal because we think, Oh, I felt so good in this moment, but it, and we let those tiny moments negate all of the other bullshit that we put ourselves through, mm -hmm. including like putting your job at risk, Right. Like flying to see this girl who... Spending a week with her while she's engaged. While she's engaged and her friends are all there. Like have, ah, just planning a full-blown wedding that her family... Like think about the amount of lies that have to be happening there. The amount of narcissism, the amount of like just absolute borderline personality disorder this girl probably has. Mm -hmm. 
you don't want to be involved in something like that. But our our brains and our egos say, no, 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 no. We felt so great. That was so great. We were in love. I want to get back to that. Why can't you just see that? That's never going to happen. You've got to let go. I don't, I don't know how to like. How do like, he's like, what, how do you get over? I I don't know. What you, what you have have to do is realize she was lying to you. Yeah. Number one. Number two, again, it's not your problem. It's her problem. Number three, realize that like everything that you are now avoiding because of her lies and drama is going to be better. Like, and that's really hard to do, mm-hmm. especially when you've been caught up in drama for like a year and you think right. that that's like your norm. I think yeah. our brains are really get confused in this way. And I, I'm not saying that this is like an immature relationship, but I think sometimes when you get caught up in stuff like this, you get caught up in the same, like, remember how it felt to date someone in high school or even college where you fought all the time and you thought that mm-hmm. because you fought, you cared more because you had passion this is like that because you're like, well, we have all of this, like we've been through this insane love story and blah, blah, blah. And your brain thinks like, oh, this drama is necessary because we're mm. so in love. Yeah, She doesn't love you. Right. She, she, she doesn't care about you. <laughs> like, you are giving her some sort of attention emotionally or physically that was was feeding into this narcissistic like – dramatic i don't even know what to call it right and that was it and there are people like this that exist in this world unfortunately you are worth more than that when you find someone who's not that you're gonna realize like how much bullshit this was Mm -hmm. my advice is completely cut off contact like do not try to contact her i wouldn't even say like i'm not we're done like i'm not contacting you if she contacts you you say do not talk to me I'm blocking your number. Goodbye forever. If you contact me again, I'm going to tell your husband yeah. what you did. Yeah. Uh, but don't give yourself like delete her number, block her number, everything you need to do to get her completely out of your life, fully cut contact with her. There's no, absolutely no reason why you need to be talking to this person. Yeah. Because she's a manipulative person. Right. And then just let time, let time do its thing. Time heals all. But That's you the only like the more truth. you try to hit the biggest red flag to me was like, I'm trying to coach her through this. Yeah. No, no, just, no, you don't. It's, you don't need to coach her through her narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. We got to We got to end this one. You it's over. Yeah. And honestly, I know that stuff like this can feel really embarrassing when you go through it because you're like, how did I get so manipulated? Mm hmm. There are people out there who are master manipulators. Um, as somebody, to an outsider perspective, you and I read this and we're like, what the hell was he thinking? But while you're experiencing it, oh, yeah. if you're you, in it, yeah. you don't see it that way. And if you are taking at face value what she told you was that she broke it off with her fiance, she's friends with his sister, blah, blah, blah. Of course you trust her. Why would you not? Like mm-hmm. you've had this deep romantic connection with her. So that is hard, I think, to like realize that you can't trust people, but also don't be embarrassed that you went through this. Sure. But it's now you got to realize like we got to move on. We can't have an adult relationship with someone that's this manipulative. 
right? Absolutely. Amen. Do, no more contacting this lady. Let her be married and do figure out whatever she needs to figure out. Because mm-hmm. likely yeah. she's going to pull someone else in. She's going to just find another person to replace you. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Let's do the next one. Yeah, I'll read this one. Also kind of long. Hey, y'all. Sorry for how long this is, but context is needed. My fiance and I are having a destination wedding in March, so we decided to do our bachelor bachelorette parties in the big city we and most of our friends live in, so no one has to travel far or at all. I recently found out one of my bridesmaids won't be at the last night of my bachelorette party because she's going to a concert. A different bridesmaid told me, and she's not told me herself yet. When we chose to have our parties here, I didn't think it meant people would pick and choose when they wanted to be around or involved, barring childcare, family obligations, etc. It's not so it's not a once in a lifetime artist concert and the tickets were purchased after the batch weekend was planned and set. I also know they weren't a gift or anything like that, so the scheduling conflict could have been avoided. I feel hurt she won't be there for me and instead suggested we all go to the concert instead of whatever was planned already, which won't happen since I don't want to go. She's already getting married in two months, and I don't want to stress her out more than need be, but other things have happened before this incident that are making me question her being in my bridal party and our friendship overall. I feel like she's become more selfish over the last year since she got engaged, and this was the last straw. I'm not sure when the right time to have this convo is, if at all. Am I valid for feeling like I need more support than she can give right now, and should I replace her as a bridesmaid? Any advice is helpful of how I should move forward. This feels like a, a small thing that because of the weight of the last year and her stress and your stress has boiled into this like th- this thing you can't stop thinking about. Yeah. Because on the surface, I get your frustration. The last night of your bachelorette party, she's going to go to a concert. It's like, come on. Like, what? this is my bachelorette party. It's If, it, if it's the Taylor Swift concert and – like you've been waiting on the show for nine years and you spent nine yeah. grand on tickets. Like, okay, go do your thing. If it's like Matchbox 20 or they, somebody who tours every every year, it's like, well, yeah. why don't you just go to another city or go next year or something yeah. like that? So I get your frustration there. Um, I, I, I hesitate to be like kicking this girl out of a bachelorette or out of a bridal party I get the selfish thing. I feel like when you get engaged, there's some sort of a a sense of like, me, me, me. I need this. I need that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going to have nine events for my Mm -hmm. wedding. And I can see how that makes a person feel like they're the center of the universe. And this kind of feels like that. It it also feels like she puts your friendship second to her happiness. Yeah. And I, I... that's why I hesitate to be like, oh, no, this is fine. It's not a big deal because if she's consistently doing that, she showed her doing – she's like, well, I'm going to go to a concert with my fiancé or my other friend. and but, but I did two days of your bachelorette party, so I'm good, right? Yeah. I can. I feel that digging at me from like, a, oh, maybe you're kind of right on this. Girls are weird. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to put this out there. From personal experience and being a part of many weddings and watching this stuff go down. Sure. And having friends who were engaged at the same time. Mm-hmm. Girls are competitive. And when my friends 
were engaged at the same time, which has happened multiple times to me, especially in my late 20s. It became a competition of who's the best friend, who's having the most fun parties, who's doing this, who's doing that, who's having their bachelorette party here, blah, blah. And then, and then you have the bridesmaids who are like, I'm the best bridesmaid. I'm the best friend because mm. I am showing up on Thursday instead of Friday morning and I'm doing this and I'm going to everything. I'm and doing th- the balloon arch. But then you have also the friends who are like showing a little bit of power by being like, oh, I'm, I'm going, but I'm leaving early because I have my mm. own life and I don't want to deal with like celebrating Sarah. I'm going to do what I want. This is a, t- this is a classic bitchy girl move. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been there. If you <laughs> lived through your late twenties and had multiple friends getting married, you've watched every type of person and personality go through a bachelor, bachelorette, wedding, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm serious. Like, especially when two people are engaged at the same time, it's always a competition of like, what did you have at your wedding? What are you Mm. wearing? How, how much did you celebrate? How in love with you is your fiance? How much did he really just like make it known to everyone that he's the love of your life Mm. and how Mm. much like drama can you stir up and how much does your mother-in-law suck and da, 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 da. It's just, it's girls are catty. Okay. They, we never graduate from like being catty with each other. (laughs) Starting in middle school. High school never ends in the words of uh, like, because of shit like this, that we, we like have these weddings and we think everything revolves around me. And when everyone is feeling like everything revolves around them, people start getting bitchy to each other. Here's how I feel. First of all, uh, do not, change your plans for this girl. No. Don't no, no, no. say let's go to the concert. That's idiotic. Are you really At first of all, ask yourself this question. Is this girl being at your bachelorette party the make or break moment? Is she your most fun friend? Mm. Likely no. This is again a hit to the ego more than anything cuz you're not sitting there thinking like Abby is so fun and if she is not there, it's going to be a huge buzzkill. Everyone sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, then why are you friends with anybody else besides Abby? Okay? Sure. She's not the make or break of the bachelorette party. You're, the reason you're upset is because she's choosing to do something else over yours. Okay? So don't let that bother you. Like, it's not it's not worth the anxiety or mental, you know, anguish that you're giving yourself for her not being there. The reason you're pissed is because you found out from someone else. And Abby's doing a little power play to show that she doesn't need your bachelorette party to have fun mm-hmm. and that she it's about her. Number two, again, weddings bring out like the worst in people sometimes, a lot of times. I think, is it worth like kicking her out of the, the bridal party? Eh, is that drama necessary to like show again that you have the power? Just yeah. take it gracefully yeah. and be like... I'm really, I'm sorry you can't be there. I hope the concert's fun. And like literally genuinely mean it. Cause I know that our mothers always told us like, kill them with kindness, be the bigger person. Nothing bothers people more than when you genuinely don't give a shit. If you can say like, Oh, have fun, have fun. We're just having pizza. It's not going to be a big deal. Like 
and don't make it awkward, it's going to bug her more. Because, like, the power play she's trying to do by going to the concert uh, now yeah, means yeah. nothing because she's like, well, shit. Like, she doesn't care. Yeah. What she's getting off on is like, oh, <laughs> I'm going for two days and then I'm going to leave on Saturday and it's going to like ruin Sarah's life. And I am going to get off on that feeling for two more months till I get married. I'm serious. This yeah. is how like convoluted girl thinking yeah, is. I know. I mean, I'm not saying that this is only girls. I'm just yeah, saying that yeah, it's, yeah. I have lived this life. So I, I don't, if she, if you really feel really upset and hurt by it, I think it's worth saying like, Hey, Mm-hmm. really bummed that you're like missing for a concert. I don't, I don't feel like this is like really worth it. And it hurts my feelings. But at the same time, like if she's selfish, she's not going to care. Right. Oh, sorry. And move on with her day. But this is like, it just happens to be falling around your wedding. This is a normal part of growing up, of going through your 20s and early 30s, of like realizing that some of your friends are not who you want to align with anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know this girl? Is it from work or have y'all been friends since like college? And then you're just kind of realizing like maybe the things that we bonded over when we were 23 are not the same things that we like both want now at 28. Mm-hmm. This is a normal part of growing up and a normal part of adult friendships is realizing who's serving you and who is important in your life. And when somebody is showing or showing up or not showing up for you, it makes it really easy to like decide, okay, what my friendship is going to fizzle with this person. It puts more pressure on it because she's part of your wedding and there's this big event that this is all revolving around. But if this was happening in a year and you were already married and she just was ghosting you all the time or not showing up to things, then you'd kind of be like, I'm not going to call Abby anymore because like, who gives a shit? But this is becoming more dramatic because she's a bridesmaid and putting her foot down and doing whatever yeah and we're in crunch time i but i I think you you summed it up perfectly it's like is this a a reason to blow up the bridal party no kill them with kindness and uh that's just how you go about it just i don't think there's any. it's not it's not worth talking shit about her with your friends yeah 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 yeah. having i have literally had friends who somebody kicked somebody else out of the bridal party and it was like so dramatic yeah. and that's all we talked about for the whole wedding and it's like don't let that be the thing just let your friend be a bitch and everyone will know she's a bitch and then just move on and stop being friends with her yeah or stop being as close yeah. to her like that's that's such good advice just let your friend be a bitch because people You're... will see that she's being a bitch yeah you know what i'm saying like it's not Amen. worth trying to like make us a uh, an example out of her. Other other people can see it. Let's go, Sal. Okay. Let's go. Sorry, that was a long-winded way of no, saying. You crushed that. Just let your friend be a bitch. Yep. Just let your friend be a bitch. Amen. Uh, you know Get what? Get back I... at her with some glowing skin. <laughs> there you go. With the help of AG One. Yeah. Because your skin's glowing. Yeah. You're an AG One disciple. Yeah. As am I. My hair is great. My gut health, health is great. Health is wealth. Health is baby. wealth, and AG One is your ticket to that. I drink AG1 in the morning, one scoop of the green powder in a glass of water, steer it up, and then down the hatch. Bada bing, bada boom, that easy. Supplements, all in one powder. Since I've been drinking AG1, we're rocking more energy, improved digestion, especially 
mental clarity, focus, etc. And it's a great bang for my buck because it replaces a lot of other supplements like a daily multivitamin, minerals, pre, pre and probiotics for gut health, adaptogens, and greens blend all in one scoop of powder. You know the uh, the saying that you're supposed to eat something green before you eat something else? Mm-hmm. You control your, your body's whatever. That's kind of how I feel about AG1 in just my day. Like get some greens in me and then control the rest. Control your body's whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's like your homeostasis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, it, it saves time and makes life so much easier with just one scoop in the morning. Uh, I've also been mixing it a little bit with uh, like a Pedialyte. So I'm doing AG1 and electrolyte replenishing. Have you ever done AG1 with like a little bit of pineapple juice? It's like a nice tropical delight. Ooh, I have not, but I will. I will. Yeah. I'm a big pineapple juice fan. Yeah. Just a pineapple juice. Uh, just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition that I need and supports energy, focus, strength, and clarity with 75 high-quality vitamins, probiotics, and whole food-sourced ingredients. So here's the thing. If you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drink ag one dot com slash mail in that is drink ag one dot com slash mail in uh so this is also brought to you by our friends over at green chef you rocking green chef lately yeah i am too i am obsessed with green chef they have made they have made me into a, a, chef. a chef i mean for lack of a better term because i never used like i had my three or four recipes like i had Buffalo chicken tacos and like pasta. You know, I had the the very simple things that a, any early twenties guy could could whip up. Green Chef has turned me into like I'm going to the, the grocery store now when I'm not eating Green Chef meals and like carefully picking out produce. Thanks to Green Chef, I'm like curating Ooh. meals. Yeah, exactly. They have given me the tools to be my own boss. Truly, Thai coconut chicken soup. Middle Eastern-style beef and rice bowls, French onion pork chops, lemon basil caper pork, barramundi with cilantro lime crema. Are you kidding me? That's what their uh, their menu looks like this week. I'm all I'm I'm all about it. All about it. What's your favorite uh, kind of Green Chef recipe you've done in the past? Uh, we have gotten the past two times these. Well, we I eat them. And then split them with Lily because Will's on a veggie journey right now. Right, right, But their chicken sandwich slaps so Mm. hard. And Lily and I love it. It becomes a sweet potato fries. It's so good. So when we we do a little swim club on Wednesday nights. Right, right, right. We take the boys or we take Fritz over to swim with Bane. Mm -hmm. And Lily and I whip up a little chicken sandwich. There you go. It's easy, but it's like. So perfect for summer, mm-hmm. you know? Love it. Fill your best with nutritionist-approved recipes, including calorie-smart meals under 700 calories, protein-packed meals with at least 40 grams of protein on average per serving, and flavorful, plant-rich, vegan, and vegetarian meals featuring certified organic produce, good-for-you grains, and plant-based proteins. We deliver uh, everything you need at Green Chef to eat clean the easy way. For the rest of summer, fill your best with nutritionist-approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great, too. Here's the thing. Ready for this, Sally? 
Yeah. Go to greenchef.com slash mail50 and use code mail50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash mail50 and use code mail50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Uh, next one, Sal. Here we go. Hi, mail and crew. I recently moved in with my boyfriend and we want to have a housewarming sometime in the next month. Our building is three units and we've quickly realized the walls are quite thin. What is the move to let the neighbors know we're hosting a party and be uh, as unannoying as possible? I was thinking about dropping a note and a six pack to the other apartments. I've only met one person in passing and don't have numbers for texting yet. Let me know. Thank you. Um, yeah. Quick and easy one right here. This is easy. Do that. Yeah. Perfect. I would, you don't know if people drink or not. So six pack or wine, like plus minus, you could just make some cookies or something like that. Mm -hmm. Drop a note and give your number and say like, Hey, we are hosting a party. Yep. Every, we're going to make sure that people are like, it's winding down by nine 30. Please, please text me if you need anything or if like we're being too loud or whatever. Yeah. It, it just the, and then, or if you ever need to borrow a cup of sugar, wink, like whatever you want to say in a cute little note, but like give your name, your number and, and say like lines of communication are open. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great point. Cause the last thing you want, remember like in college, you would be going to your neighbors and say, Hey, don't call the police. Like come to me first <coughs> and we'll shut it down. Yeah. Don't be the, you know, don't be the narc on it, please. That's the same kind of thing here. Like, don't go to the apartment complex. Don't go to the leasing office. Don't go to the cops. If you need something, come let me know. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that. We're going to have a party. We're going to have a get-together. It's going to be, I mean, housewarming. It's not like people are going to be blasting, you know, 50 Honestly, cent. Honestly, like, invite them. I mean, they yeah, probably won't go. go. But just be like, I'm, I'm so-and-so. Me and Tom just moved in into 4B. Yeah. Or 1B, whatever. With three units. Uh, mm -hmm. Would love to meet y'all. Here's my number. We're planning on hosting a little get-together for a housewarming in two weeks. It's going to run this to this. So people have an expectation. Yeah. Obviously, like, give yourself an hour buffer. So if you are going to tell people to leave at 9 or it's, like, 7 mm -hmm. to 9, like, give yourself till 10. Please text me if you need anything at all. You're welcome to stop by. Look forward to hanging out. Yeah. When do you show up to a house party? 7 o'clock start. When are you showing up? 720. 720. So you're on the earlier side of late? Yeah, I think I think 30 minutes in is an acceptable time. Yeah. Uh it, this is funny because we were talking about this the other day, going to a baby shower that like was a couple's like kind of just like party baby shower. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the first person showing up. And I think that's like it's almost rude to show up early at this point. You know, like if you show I don't up at six forty-five, like people are like, "Why the fuck are you here?" Is expect, yeah, because uh, I'm thinking of the Merriment Spooky Monster Bash, yeah, which invite to come soon, by the way. Great. Uh, I, you, will be you, there. I was gonna say you'll probably be extremely uh, occupied with like a very will newborn. might come. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, <laughs> we'll see. But uh, yeah, you're like cleaning and prepping up until seven, right? Like even sometimes like past seven, exactly. So. Unless you're family or you're going to go help, mm -hmm. yeah. the host explicitly asks you to be there. Randy. Don't show up. Uh, I think 15 minutes is like a good buffer to if you are like dead set on being early. 30 minutes, you're good. Past 30 minutes, I think you're late. 
Yeah, there's. I mean, there's people out there that are rocking like hour and ten arrival time. If, if it's times. like I'm a like, massive that's... party and you sure, have been yeah. and you're not that close with the person, I think showing up forty five minutes to an hour is like you're just stopping by. Mm-hmm. But if you're there for the party. Like yeah. you get, get there the, get 30 there. minutes, like, cause then they're just sitting around being like, no one's here yet. Yeah. I'm with you. Like Merriman Spooky Monster Bash. It's call it, I don't even eight, call it eight, eight, eight twenty five. There's like two people there. Yeah. And then eight forty five. There's like 27 people. It just, it, yeah. it's like, it's right around that, that half hour sweet spot. The thing. Okay. This, but I also would say the opposite, like the times we did the Merriman Christmas happy hour. Oh, you mean the one time and henceforth been canceled three yeah. times? That's only like 12 people. You yeah. could show up on time for the yeah, 12th yeah, person. Yeah. Only only people in the company. Everyone knows each other. We're all – we're going to dinner at 8 and we're having the happy hour at 6. You could show up at 6. Right. And you should because there's only 10 people there. <laughs> I think it – yeah, there's a direct correlation between how – and how well you know the right host or at least like how well you're going to know the first people there right and how early you get there because if it's like oh i i only know the host and i don't know anybody else you don't want to be the first person there. no i'm waiting until i'm waiting until there's a, a gaggle of of hens plucking away in there so i can just kind of sneak in, in and yeah. say hi to the host right. and grab a drink yeah, yeah i agree uh let's do the next one so need advice from sally I just found out I'm pregnant for the first time, now Woo. six weeks, and struggling to keep it to myself. How do I not go crazy holding the secret in until it's appropriate to share? Any other advice for being secretive, like how to hide that you aren't drinking around friends and family? When is the appropriate time to start telling close loved ones? This is fun. I feel like we're like one of the first people she's told. Yeah. If, Congrats. Like, under the radar. First of all, let yeah. me be the first. Congratulations. Uh uh, this is very personal to everyone. I think first pregnancy, very common for most people to wait to tell people until they're out of the first trimester. Yep. I think that that's what is that the, st- the standard operating procedure? Yes. First it, trimester. Here's how I operated. And I feel like we told people less this time around just because mm-hmm. I was like, it's not that it's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal, but I also was like, it's not like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Like yeah, yeah. the first time was like and way more exciting. You're kind of a you're, you know, a a public figure in a way. So when you do announce, you get you get kind of inundated, I'm sure. Um, we with Fritz, we didn't tell anybody until I was like ten or eleven weeks, probably. And that's first trimester ish, right? Yeah. So 40, for, 40 first trimester ends at fourteen weeks. Yeah. Most people, the risk of miscarriage goes down significantly after 12 weeks. So that's why most people That's wait. kind of the, yeah. The, the How I felt both times is if I would tell you that I was having a miscarriage, I was comfortable telling you I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were people, the work was some of the first people that knew because I had to be in special, like I can't be in certain ORs and things like that because it's like a risk to me and the baby. Oh, interesting. So okay. people at work knew very early on. Sure. Also because I was sick and having to pee all the time, it, like I needed to make sense. And especially with people in that field kind of, I'm, I'm sure they know more about a pregnancy right. or, or, or symptoms and they're like, okay, okay, we know what's um, going on. So... So there were people that I told early on. I, with Fritz, really wanted to make it to 12 weeks and not tell anybody. That was really tough. Um, 
especially because my sister was pregnant at the time. It was like hard to keep it from her. Oh, you um, like you really kept it. Well, friends. we ended up telling people like my family. Okay. I think we told my family around eight weeks. Yeah. And that was late. Like I, I was going to wait to tell my mom and I ended up telling my mom really early because of some complications. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's hard. It's hard to – it's just a very personal journey. I felt like six weeks is a time where you're like, you know, it's been probably – it's probably been two weeks since you've uh, – seen the the pee test you peed on a stick and it said you is were it pregnant. about a, is it about a month after conception yeah. so you the... you find out you're pregnant around four weeks yeah. which really means you're like two weeks post conceiving got it but it's four weeks because they measure it from your last period oh okay Brett. there you go the c stuff that i just don't know. yeah uh most people wait at least i would wait to tell someone like my mom or close family members, his mom, et cetera, until you've gone to the doctor, which mm. can be a myriad of different times, usually around eight weeks, um, to like see the baby's heartbeat, get confirmation, have the blood test, all of that. Gotcha. Okay. Because it's still pretty early. And then I would wait to tell friends and things like that until you're around 12 weeks. Again, this is all personal. As for hiding it, like – it really freaking annoyed me when I was not drinking and people like, why are you drinking? Mm, like, yeah. guys, it's 2023. We're not asking people why they're not drinking anymore. Okay. Some people are just going sober for the hell of it. Yeah. And I love it. Stop asking like, people Cali- why they're not I'm drinking. California sober. But Diet if you Coke have weed. annoying ass friends or siblings like I do, then the best thing to do is to get your partner involved. Like Lily and Drew did this while we were in Cabo. Mm-hmm. Drew would go get them drinks and either get Lily a virgin and hand it to her. Oh, okay. Or he would get her a drink and she would just hold it and then he would like take sips. Yeah, I'm going to steal that. Like, boom. Yeah. Mm, there okay. were a couple times when I went to dinners early on that I would call the restaurant beforehand and be like, listen, I'm we have a reservation or get there early and be like, I'm mm-hmm. pregnant. I don't want them to know I'm pregnant. I need you to serve me a drink that looks like a drink ah. in a whatever glass. The issue is that Legally, at least in the state of Texas, they're not like at Matt's. If you order a virgin margarita, they're not allowed to put it into a margarita glass. Ooh. So it'll be okay. in a pint glass like this. Yeah. 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 And then that's confusing to why are you carrying that around? Gotcha. The girl gave it to me, the bartender, even though I was like not supposed to have one. Yeah. I was like, I need a limeade and I need it in a margarita glass. But uh, she's like, I got you. If you need to say, make up whatever lie you want and say, I'm trying to go sober. We're, yeah. we're trying something new or I'm not feeling so great or I'm on call tomorrow, which is what I used a couple of times. Ooh, good one. Okay. Whatever you need to say, or just, uh, it's really fucking nobody's business. It yeah, really irks me. It's, but people are going to ask. It's so, you got, I, I love that. Especially when having... you're at a certain age yeah. as a woman and your friends are being, being pregnant. Everyone's like, Oh, aren't you? Da-da-da. I would yeah. just like hold a glass of wine and like not actually drink from it and then hope that will. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to do it because my friends would like, I guess, 27, 28 ish. When I was home, I would go home and I went to lunch and my friend Emily's just, just like blatantly, like we're having beers and just blatantly drinking water. And I'm like, but also, and I was, I was that guy. I was, yeah. I was that prying, annoying, like, 
I asked her husband, I was like, when she went to the bathroom, I was like, water, yeah. And he's like, we're going to tell you in about 10 minutes, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I, I was that guy. I, but it was early. It was like my first friend to get pregnant. And to everyone else who's not pregnant, uh, don't ask your friends when before <laughs> yeah, they're ready to it. tell you because yeah. it's really secretive. And it's, it's very personal to everybody. People are going through struggles. Mm-hmm. And again, this is how I felt. If you are going to tell someone and be comfortable, and you should be able to feel comfortable around whoever, but again, it's personal – that you're you had a miscarriage, then you can tell them that you're pregnant. Yeah, and uh, people want to be like make it a surprise and be exciting and stuff like that when they reveal it to you. So if you're pestering them, <clears throat> my sister Emily, every day for a month, yeah. asking if they're pregnant, like it's it's gonna start pissing them off. So leave it alone. If they're not drinking, you don't have to ask them why. They will tell you. Mm-hmm. If you feel more comfortable making up a lie that you're on antibiotics or that you are trying to conceive but don't want to drink during it or just it's 2023 and I don't want to drink anymore, that's perfectly fine. Amen. Congrats. Uh, Sally, we are just about at the – do you want to do shower thoughts and, and bounce? Yeah. Let's do shower thoughts and then um, we'll Oh, are sit. we not going to do this last one? Well, we can do it. Okay, I'm going to read it okay, quickly. we'll do it quick. Hey, Brett and Sally, long-time listener, first-time writer. This is a topic I know has been touched on a lot on the podcast, but I want to get your take on the more social side of health and wellness. You have given a great, simple, non-judgmental advice on losing weight and approaching health in the, on the pod in the past, and my question is in those veins. I'm a mid to late 20s woman who has always struggled with her weight and a number of conditions like thyroid issues and PCOS. I've gained and lost over 80 pounds several times in my life, and the only thing that's working for me lately is one of those drugs that shall not be named. It's almost like the drug has made everything I know to do and you do. I'll talk about actually work, diet, exercise, et cetera. When I'm feeling good about being on the medication and very carefully supervised by my doctor, something I'm feeling weird about is the social stigma that is cropping up around these drugs. My friends obviously want to be supportive and are happy for me that I am losing weight and feeling good, but I can't bring myself to talk about how I'm doing it because of the negative reactions around these drugs and celebrities who don't need to be taking up the supply, et cetera. How do I approach this with my friends and social circles? How do I stop being uncomfortable with the question of how are you doing it? And on the other hand, feeling judged because I think people are assuming correctly that I'm taking it and it comes with the negative connotations these drugs have. Probably a heavy topic, but appreciate your thoughts, especially Sally's as a woman in the medical field. Okay. This is interesting. I actually feel like a part of the reason I wanted to answer this question is because we are have been talking about it a lot at work. Mm, okay. Um, she's talking about Ozempic. Yes. Or a, um, there's a no, GLP-1. Yeah. Inhibitor? Yes. Um, these drugs are not new. They're coming in vogue probably in the last two years to treat diabetes. Right. Um, one thing that many people have started realizing is that they're also being used to treat other uh, you know, diagnoses that have issues losing weight, one of them being PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, typically these patients have a really hard time losing weight because they lack certain hormones. Their hormones are imbalanced. They don't get the same signals when you and I eat and our bodies are saying you're full stop. These patients don't get that. That also exists when you have type two diabetes, your, Mm. your body, T- doesn't tell you I'm full. I'm full. Um, 
the reason we have been talking about it at work and what I want to give everyone a little PSA real quick is if you are taking one of these medications, Ozempic, Semaglutide, uh, Manjaro, uh, Trulicity, I think is one of them. There's like 25 of them now. Uh, if you are taking one of these and you are going to undergo sedation or anesthesia, you have got to let your anesthesia provider know that you're taking it. Um, right now we are seeing a huge uptake in adverse reactions because what happens is it slows people's, the way people, um, digest food. Mm, When you go under anesthesia and you have a stomach full of food, you are at risk for throwing up that food, gastric contents, whatever, and inhaling into your lungs. That's called aspiration Mm -hmm. and can lead to something really bad called aspiration pneumonia, which is going to land you in the hospital for a long time. So all of that being said, because these drugs are so new or in becoming coming in vogue and we didn't have that many patients on it beforehand, we're learning all of this ahead of time. So if you are planning a procedure, make sure you let your doctor know like, hey, I have to do this like small medical procedure so they can tell you when to stop taking it and how long to stop eating before and things like that. That's a total aside, but Good that's to starting to come out in the news. Um, somebody, we were talking about this Again, for that reason, about all the anesthetic complications at work. But someone said it like this. They're like, the way that these drugs are is that it's it's very similar to when everyone got on anabolic steroids. (laughs) And Mm. we're like, oh, cool. Like, I I don't have to work out. This is awesome. I'm seeing all these great benefits. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that there were other real bad side effects. And Everyone in their mind has dabbled with at a certain age, like, should I try steroids? Should I try Adderall? Should I do this to lose weight? Blah, blah, blah. And thought like, maybe I could do this for a little bit, get my results and be done. Most of these drugs you're going to have to be on unless you make huge lifestyle changes, which is possible. Sure. But once you get off of it, we'll gain weight back. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. Um, and so because all of these people are misusing it, celebrities especially that we're seeing are on it and we're assuming are on it because they're losing weight like crazy, has created this really negative stigma, stigma around it that it is a useful drug in certain settings, one of those being PCOS. In my opinion... I think if you are being monitored by a doctor, and I'm talking a qualified doctor, like an <laughs> endocrinologist, not uh-huh. someone that you found on the internet, and having lab tests done and being followed up on and like managing side effects and things like that. Which it sounds like she is in this right, situation. Then if you choose to be on it and you qualify, because it, even though there are people, so so there's Ozempic and then there's Wegovy. Wegovy, yeah. Wegovy. Wegovy is the weight loss drug. Okay? okay. It's the same, it's the exact same drug. It's just marketed under two names. But in order for most judicious doctors to prescribe it to you, you need to meet certain criteria. And usually that is to be at risk of certain diseases like diabetes, have PCOS, have a certain BMI mm-hmm. that you and I don't qualify for because I mean, you know, I don't know what your medical history is. You don't have polycystic ovarian syndrome because you don't. don't have the ovaries. Can't um, but certain people do. And 
If you're being managed under a doctor, great. Good for you. If you are choosing to take it to lose weight, also great. Good for you. Know that there's a chance that when you stop taking it, you may gain the weight back unless you really alter your lifestyle. And for some people, it's been a good kickstart of like losing the weight, feeling better, being able so to work out, because of the, yeah. being able to change my eating habits, et cetera. I know people who've been on it for that reason and are now off of it and still thriving. Good. Um, that's why I think it's, it's kind of like the plastic surgery stigma to me. It's very personal, but if you choose to share it, great. Like if people want to be judgmental about it because they think you're taking an easy way out of losing weight, that's bullshit to me. Like if you clearly have had an issue of 80 pound swings, like you don't deserve to be on it more so than anybody else, but also that's the only person who gets to judge that is you and your doctor. Like if other people are sitting there being like, why don't you just do diet and exercise? Why don't you do this? Like, why are we so obsessed with policing how other people live their lives? Because people love to do it. This is the, it goes back to the same thing of like, why are we so obsessed with whether or not people are drinking? Like if people choose to be sober, that's none of our business for whatever reason they choose, whether they're pregnant or they want to be sober or they have alcoholism. It's not like, Oh, I need to sit here and make sure that I understand why you chose to do this thing. So it bums me out that there is this huge stigma around it because I do think that there are, there is a population of people that deserve to be, not deserve, should be on it mm-hmm. and absolutely like should not be getting shit for being on it and should be supported. And I, I think the, this will all probably die down. Yeah. Probably in the next year. I think it's absurd. Like literally, I think probably two days ago on E or something like that. It was like so-and-so taking uh, – Tracy Morgan is taking Ozempic. Like, to why, is that, why is like, that news? Who cares? Why is that news? And are you, am I going to tell people him. like Sally is taking blood pressure medicine? <laughs> like do you know how obscene yeah, that would be if, if you have high blood pressure and we're like, you know what? I can't believe you have high blood pressure and you're taking medicine for it. You should really not be eating any salt. Mm -hmm. That's idiotic. If you want to get on a high horse about people taking the supply, I also think that that is kind of overblown. I think whatever shortages we had before are probably non-existent now. I was going to say production is going to ramp up. The manufacturers of these drugs, like Eli Lilly and uh, whoever makes Ozempic, know how popular they are so they're ramping up the production because they're making a shit ton of money on it Mm -hmm. um i think all of this judgment is stupid it's like it's like the same judgment we had when people were like we were coming out of covid and you're like oh they were at a bar Uh, and i was i was that person for a little bit we were all there Mm -hmm. oh yeah i remember i remember going to a bar and having people like Freak out in the in the story responses, being like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I'm at, my, an, I'm at an outdoor uh, outdoor <laughs> table, picnic table with one person." But it's just human nature to yeah. be judgmental. Oh, totally, totally. Um, as far as telling your friends go, it's totally your prerogative. I think if you want to say like, "I have PCOS and my doctor put me on it," great, and yeah. be like, "And this is how I'm feeling. This is my experience with it." Cool. I think being upfront with people is great, but at the same time, you can if say you a little of this, a little of that. Feel good. You, like, oh, all you have to say if someone's like, oh my God, you look so great. What are you doing? 
Thank you so much for saying that. I've been working really hard. Yeah. Because guess what? Taking these medications is also working really hard. People think it's like an out. Being nauseated all the time, like some of the side effects are pretty intense. So having to like make a choice between like I want to get healthy and I I just think I'm I'm tired of everyone judging everyone else's life choices. Yeah. We live in a it, like just this policing of social and cultural norms that right it's just man we, I, we are we I, are we don't have to go there today but i yeah. good for you for like taking a step sometimes medications aren't necessary uh I, do people abuse it absolutely before this before ozempic Celebrities were on thyroid hormones. Right. Absolutely. And steroids. And, and steroids and Adderall and right. things like that. Yeah. So the that population of people, the people who are going to, quote, abuse it, were already going to do other things that were probably less socially acceptable. Yeah. And it's Just not. Tell, it's, how, you look great. How do you do it? Bunch of cocaine. Yeah. Like I somebody could absolutely yeah. answer that i'm being anorexic so being anorexic right. is socially acceptable to you but like having the help of a medication so i'm not in a place to judge anybody i think if you're gonna get on one of these drugs please do it under the supervision of a doctor which is the same thing that i told my friends when they were trying to get on adderall the study for the bar <laughs> is like yeah. get under the supervision of a doctor who knows what's going on who can manage your side effects who can titrate doses for you who knows what the medication is rather than you trying to be a pharmacist yourself mm -hmm. all that being said just be safe if you want to tell your friends great it's also none of their business Amen. it's none of their business what you decide to do with your life and if you want to say thanks so much for saying that i've been working at it that's all you have to say and if people persist not really comfortable in talking about yeah. that thanks so much for your concern moral of today's episode let your friend be a bitch. Let your friend be a bitch. If if your friend is upset that you're losing yeah. weight and happy and in a good place in your life, that person's not a friend. They're a jealous person. Mm -hmm. And if they're like, "How I want to get on it," or uh, just hey, that, talk to your doctor about it. Go to a medical professional. Yeah. If they say you can be on it, great. Do that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not. I'm like. I'm not, I'm not pouring some out for you and. Passing it along. Live right. your journey. But like why – that's my shower thought is like can we just all chill the F out? I think the other thing is that this has become a big social media thing. Oh, you know? absolutely. Uh, yeah, Again, if, if, if social media existed 20 years ago the way it does now, everyone would be like, I can't believe all these people are on Synthroid, which is a synthetic thyroid medication, to help them lose weight. We would be talking about that. I can't believe dudes are doing anabolic steroids so that oh, they yeah. can have huge muscles or and not work out or they can hit more home runs or et cetera, et cetera. Like we all know. So it, it, metabolism boosters too, like metabolism X. Ephedrine. Just, yeah. Just but my I, heart's well, again, beat going back to it, like why is it minute? socially acceptable to do these things? But or it's it's not socially acceptable to do these things. But it is socially acceptable to just starve yourself. None of those things are healthy. So whatever your journey of health includes that you personally have decided to do and that your doctor is involved in or some sort of professional who knows what they're doing, let that be it. There live you go. and let live. Preach. Tell so this was fun. This is great.
you you crushed this episode. I'm not gonna lie. I to feel you. like the baby is kicking my bladder. Let's, I think let's it's go. sitting on my let's bladder, go. like doing this. Well, we can get out of here quickly. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L, or you can write in at the link Twitter bot to submit a question at Mail and Podcast. Sally, where can the folks find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. Ooh, there you go. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on those platforms. Oh, man, is it X now? Yeah, it's X now. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.